I represent Oakland, California. I represent North Oakland, California, but all of the city. Um, we do a lot of stuff in the community with a lot of the philanthropy, um, a lot of community works. For the past 12 years, we've done backpack giveaways every year. We give out backpacks full of, full of school supplies and everything for the children. O over hundreds, hundreds of backpacks for the, for the last 12 years. We've done turkey drives, give away thousands of turkeys and, and, and so many other things. Not trying to advertise the accolades or anything, but to get people to the point of where I'm saying where I'm bringing it together. My great-grandfather married a woman from Louisiana. They migrated back here and had a great, wonderful family. I have a huge, humongous family. My grandmother's brother was Glenn Stafford, which was an active member of the Black Panther Party. And going to grandmama's house, it was like, you're gonna, get a, you're gonna get a whole culture shot. In them 10 rooms, this, or eight, seven rooms that's in that house, you're gonna get culture shot. Cause one room, your uncle is a hustler and he's selling dope and he doing this. The other room, your other uncle is a pimp. He doing what he doing. But we knew that when we went in that back room, you was finna get an education lesson. And the lesson out of all the uncles, it's like it created this new millennial child. And the millennials have no idea about a struggle being real based off the fact that because it seems they're so far removed from the reality that really exists versus the reality that they view. Um, 60 years is not long ago. But to a young guy, 60 years is like, what? Are you 60? Ooh, you, oh, you almost out of here. I'm saying that to say they don't see the bites that my grandmother had on her arm from German shepherds. They don't see the vivid stories of segregation, of black-only bathrooms, of can't walk on the same side of the streets. They're so far removed from that. They didn't, they didn't hear those stories. Those stories weren't shared with them. Because um, you can think of a reality check. Someone's 34, they had a child at 17. Their child is 17. They're still raising their kid as a young kid. There's no history being passed. We could talk about how great Tupac was but we can't talk about how great Huey was, how great Martin was, how great Malcolm was, how great Nat Turner was, how great the movement of, of, of John Carlos was, of what he stood for. We can't talk about the, 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 the commandments of what's going on of change, the self-defense commandments, the Black Panther things that they implemented and inoculated in the communities. Their philanthropy work of feeding kids, of the, the need and the necessity to give out free lunch programs, free breakfast programs, so they don't understand that having a care for someone outside of yourself matters. We can't wait for white America to validate our blackness. If we continue to say, okay, we know black, matter, black lives matter, yeah, we've been knowing that, but we, they've always mattered, just not to them. I watched Birth of a Nation the other day and I took my eight-year-old daughter um, and her mother was like, what are you doing? Why are you taking her to see that? What are you doing? And I was like, I want her to understand how vivid the struggle actually is. So when she saw, like, she's the whole movie, she's hysterically crying, I'm crying, I'm trying to hold it in and be strong, like, oh, you know, not trying to show her, I'm a man, I'm my baby, I'm a man. But I'm crying, for one, because she's crying, but because of what I'm watching. 
um, something that stood out to me more than anything in the whole movie was he was in the house, Nat Turner, and he went to grab an encyclopedia. And she said, no, 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 don't grab that book. It's too much knowledge for your people in that book. You, you, that knowledge would scare you. you. You might not be able to understand that knowledge and grasp that knowledge. Uh, take this book. She gave him a Bible. And in this Bible, she only read, allowed him to read, obey your earthly masters as you do your masters in the sky. So we began to teach forgiveness. We began to submit into submission. And this has been hereditary in our culture to where we've been allowed to, oh, don't worry about that. God going to come back, come get us. Jesus coming, he coming to grab us. He going to save us. going to do all that. He be here. He going to put, he that is first, show be last. And, and there's other, other sayings that we didn't heard our whole life over and over and over to allow us to forgive the harsh treatments that continue to go on with us. So until the day where we wake up and we stop looking for validation and we stop asking someone else to forgive us or to put value on our lives and we put value on our lives, that's when things will begin to change. We, we have to put the value on our lives because this, a cop kill a black man, everybody riot. A black man kill a black man, everybody quiet. Until drug dealing, pimping, having fast money, until these things are condemned as they do rapists, pedophiles, killers, then we're glorifying the negativities that defile us. We're glorifying what has devalued us as a people. In the neighborhoods, we associate success with those who have sold drugs, with those who come through in the neighborhood and they got the fancy cars and we have to reinvent the role model. Because who we look up to is who we actually aspire to be like. The things that we consider and that we popularize, that's cool. Oh, well, yeah, that's cool. He got the money, he got the girls, he got all he, that's cool. But look what he did to do it. Look what he did to get that. Let's stop giving half the story. Let's tell a whole story. I got a brother who has 107 years in jail. And the reality of that just actually kicked in about a week ago when I received some papers from the state, uh, uh, California state prisons, and it said, uh, me being his only uh, closest to kin family member alive, we wanted to send you just this note. And when I'm reading, I'm going over the paperwork and I'm reading, and it says his release date is deceased. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm reading this and I'm like, whoa. Like, this is, this man will never get out of prison. But this is a person that I grew up idolizing because he did everything that the, the street said was cool. Oh, he sold drugs. Oh, he was a guy. He had nice cars. He was a hitter. He was a, pardon my language, real nigga. So we grow up wanting to be real niggas. And we start realizing what a real nigga is. They don't put value on real niggas' lives. So then I said, man, let me be a real man. And, 
it, it went back to me going in the back room of my grandmother's house and going talking to my uncle, and he never said, yeah, be a real nigga. You got to be a real nigga. He always taught me about being a real man. A real man take care of his family. A real man take care of his community. A real man take care of himself to be in position to take care of others. A real man don't give negative energy. A real man don't give negative advice. Because you can get bad karma for giving negative advice. A real man doesn't commend nigga shit. Pardon my language to the children out there, I'm sorry. But I have to say honest things. Because that's the only way we can relate. I went to talk at Juvenile Hall, and I'm going to wrap it up, I'm sorry. We went, to talk, we went to talk at Juvenile Hall, me, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Marcus Peters, and, and Josh Johnson from our family organization thing that we have called Family First. And we went to go talk to Juvenile Hall, and we talked to, like, we, we took the worst of the worst kids. We're talking about the kids who are, are just, they're going to transition to penitentiary, and they're going to go for it, and there's people in there who fight in life, and so on and so forth. To make a short story shorter, when we... After we did our whole, the whole day, the next day, we got an email that said, some of our uh, supporters and our sponsors really didn't uh, kind of agree with the things that you guys were saying. Me, John, I jumped through the email. Whoop, whoop, give me a number, call me, whoop, whoop. And I said, so you want me to sugarcoat it to some children who y'all don't care about? We visit the, I don't know if any of you guys ever been to 150 to the cells, but they, they have these kids in single cells, no TV, no books, no music, no in a dark lit, like it's just, it's desolate. Bow, bow. It's crazy. Door locked. Only this you could see out. No windows, no lights. And this is how they doing our children. These are our babies. These is 13, 14 year, year old men who are learning how to be dehumanized, who are getting used to being in the system. So by the time they turn 18 and 19, jail is nothing. Nigga be like, man, they trying to give me three years. Oh, I'm going to sleep that off. And yeah, shit, I know my program, bro. I get in there, get my blurpees up, boom, boom, sleep back. Oops, I'm good, bro. For real, I'm going to sleep that off. How is that rehabilitation? How are these juvenile systems rehabilitation when they're treating our kids like animals? Once again, the dehumanization of the young black man is vivid. The things that they allow us to see is vivid. They put, what's the difference between public lynching and public murders from assassinations? What's the difference between Emmett Till and Oscar Grant? Time has shown that we can't expect them to validate our lives. We got to value our lives. We got to start teaching our kids. We got to talk to the youth. The young guys got to talk to the young guys. The older guys got to talk to the young guys. The young guys got to respect that. If I say, hello, ma'am, how you doing? And she do me like this. You young niggas is crazy. We're not going to go far. We're not going to go far. Because it's funny how we'll see a white person in our many, hey, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. How you doing? Yes, sir. 
but you're not going to get up at BART for this lady who just came in and walked in. You're not, you're not going to let this elderly lady sit down? I don't care what color she is. You got to respect life. We got to respect us. Then it goes to say we got to respect each other as humans because we got to live together. We got to be here. Our children have to go to school together. We have to talk. We have to teach. We have to communicate. We have to understand that it still takes a village to raise a child. We still have to understand that this is our city and everything is changing. The Raiders leaving, that don't just mean for sports. That means jobs. The Warriors leaving, that's just not sports. That's jobs. These are communities. These are in some of the worst parts of the city. Libby forgetting to turn in a certain thing to get two million jobs for these kids for the summer. Two million dollars worth of jobs, that's, that's something. A police chief and captain, that's not, somebody from the city of Oakland that's not being allowed to be a captain of the police because they say it's conflict of interest. We got to understand they want out-of-towners to come patrol us because they don't understand our life. They don't understand our conduct. They don't understand our daily activities. So they're going to profile us. That means they're going to pull us over. They're going to bother us. They're going to jump out. They're going to plant stuff on us. They don't understand us. They're from Minneapolis. They don't understand the, nat the natural now that goes on in our city. And our they don't understand our language. They don't understand our diction, our code, our work, our talks. We have to watch out for us. The Hillary and Trump, that's already what it is. That's what it is. They bought that, whatever that is. But these local ballots, these local ballots, we have to understand what's going on in our local ballots. Because all of the things that we complain about, these are the things that we can change. We have to implement the ideologies that we wish to see in this world. And it starts on a local board. We need to know what's going on, what propositions, what bills, what acts they're trying to slide under us. We got a couple weeks to make a change in our city, man, for this voting. And when I suggest that you guys do something that takes a change for your city. Care about your city. My name is Mr. Fab, man, and I represent Oakland, California.